don't you just go ahead and um, DM Tazon Day real quick? Tazon Day. <laughs> just oh, hit him up. No. He's got a blue check on X. Oh, <laughs> that one was free. No, you know that he was given that yeah, one for true. sure. He got 448,000 followers. Elon was like, chocolate rain guy, that's so epic. Let's give him a blue check. That's yeah. epic. Let's give him a blue check. He's got like you know, headshots, his profile picture. You know, this is epic. Get yeah, verified to message this user. Fuck you, Elon. Eat shit. Die. Fuck you. It's Radio Free Toe Bag and Amadri. It's Radio Free Toe Bag and I just to say that it's Radio Free Toe Bag and Amadri. I'm Donovan. Okay, now continue. Join, well, say? joining us this week is Brad Pearson from Self Worst. Hot on the heels of the Audrey episode that was very good. I listened earlier. The Megasode. Welcome. Hello, hello. Yes, I just dropped that last night, this morning. Yeah. I listened back and I teared up at some of the shit I said. I was really, I was really on something. You were really bearing some shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's deep. You got a good it. ability to bring that out of people, Brad. And we love this. Thank you. Wait, okay. Fuck. We're in reverse order because we had you on a bonus first. So if you're a patron, you can just ignore the next five minutes. Patreon.com slash RFTB. But if you're not, Brad, for the folks who don't know you, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. My name is Brad Pearson. Um, I live out in New York City and uh, I'm a, kind of a jack of all trades. Um, How many are you a master of? None, none, Damn. none, and also a failure of several other trades. So, uh, so I started a podcast, uh, I don't know, six years ago called Self Worst. We talk about uh, mental health and day jobs and uh, just living under capitalism, trying to man. I mostly talk to artists, creative people, writers, comedians um, about what you do with your life when you don't necessarily make a lot of money on the thing you're really good at or love doing. Um, and, and, and where do you go from there and, and how do you live in such an expensive world? And, uh, you know, it started off being kind of a discussion about like failure and embarrassment and, and stuff like that and kind of evolved more into just more of a general, uh, discussion about mental health as it relates to creativity because most creative people also are kind of crazy so yeah that's um, true and, and 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 i can say that it's i'm taking that word back that's our word and i, I think it's okay i want to destigmatize it it's okay if you're crazy uh and uh yeah crazy Midnight. like the honeycomb if, if, you're, if you're crazy mascot. you're you're my people crazy like the honeycomb mascot which exactly. is that guy's fucking crazy is nuts. And we love him. And we shout him out. Not crazy. Like the shining. Not no, that that's guy. a different kind of different crazy. Kind. Yeah. Not murder. Not, not scary. Crazy. Yeah. Right. It's okay. Like I have had some guests on who have definitely had moments of scary, crazy during Hello. manic <laughs> episodes, things like <laughs> that too, had yeah. to be hospitalized. It went okay, through yeah. like a bit of a thing where they were maybe, a threat to themselves and others. But <laughs> All right. right. They're okay. I have They're lost okay touch with reality at various right. points in my sure. life. Checking all the boxes. It happens. Sometimes, and that's the thing is like, sometimes if you are uh, not doing so good, if you're in a dark place, you do some stuff that is sucks and is bad. And what mm -hmm. do you do after that? You got to still live the rest of your life and, and uh, come back from that and try and redeem yourself and try and not do that shit again. And so that's a big part of it too. It's hard. 
And that's why you transmogrify yourself into kind of a furry head creature with arms and legs growing out from the head. Yep. That's also kind of the torso. I'm remembering that, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a torso. The honeycomb guy. He's just a head. He's just a head with arms and legs. legs. He's upsetting. I don't know what the... Oh, God. I'm looking at pictures. He's worse than I remembered. I'm gonna, I need to look this up too now. Honey Listener, join in the fun. Monster. Classic segment at the top Does of the show. Does he have a name? Rule 34. <laughs> no, not rule, no. Where would ah. the orifice be? Oh my be? god, his eyes are all the way open. He looks like large Marge. <laughs> oh, I never made that comparison. Terrifying. Totally Roll 34 totally serial does. mascot. Uh, I don't have the honeycomb guy, but I definitely have a lot of Tony the Tiger fucking okay. the toucan, toucan <laughs> Sam. And that's obvious. That's an easy dunk. Step up your game, furry artists. Let's get Damn. the honeycomb monster. Let's get the uh, kind of problematic uh, Applejack's cinnamon guy. Who's Jamaican and he's cinnamon for some reason. Damn, Femboy Sunny the... Um, or no, what's the name of the fucking leprechaun? Uh, is uh, it Sunny the I leprechaun? Is it Sun or is it just Lucky? Sunny, Sunny is the. Uh, he's a different guy. Femboy he's like, Lucky, the Honeyrams guy, cute dumper. Gotta say, damn. Okay, so okay, so who to you is 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 the most fuckable cereal mascot? Who who would you pick? Based on this image, I'm seeing right here, Lucky from Lucky Charms. Okay. I gotta think on this. I gotta think on this. What Honey Nut Jerkios. It's a fucking. It's the bee this coming in the. This is funny. Is it the bee I'm coming s- in the cereal? You're, you're getting the image link. Go listen. Go listen to fucking data uh, transfer. Data transfer. If you want more of this, it's spilling all over. We can't go to rule thirty four dot xxx on Radio Free. You certainly can. <laughs> I have, and I'm doing and it. It's funny. And sure enough, it's the bee, and he's jerking off into the bowl of... And he's screaming, stop fucking watching me! Oh, instead of net, net weight, it says nut weight. Yep. Uh, oh, good man. source we're, of protein, does wonders for the this, skin. We're already, we're already looking at, at furry porn of cereal mascots, so this is how this yeah. is going. Mm-hmm. And that's what this show is all about. It's looking at furry porn and the mascots. Uh, I'd fuck the cinnamon guy from Apple Jacks. He seems okay. nice. Even if the characters okay, okay. Problematic. problematic, that just adds some spice to the relationship. And, and cinnamon is also a spice. And here we are, full circle. Damn, isn't that beautiful? I don't know why I thought of the honeycomb guy. Why, when I hear crazy, my first thought is a fucking commercial cereal mascot from the 1990s. Yeah, it's pretty ancient. <laughs> Um, but good to remember him. He's terrifying. And if you haven't looked him up yet, I encourage you to listeners pause the show. Don't pause the show. We gotta get them listens. Keep the show playing, but open. That. Yeah, you can totally do two things at once. You can this multitask. Is, uh, yeah. For example, I'm hacking up phlegm and recovering from an illness while recording a podcast. We call that multitasking. I'm also drinking a seltzer and fiddling with the items on my desk. And so, just a, a apology and warning at the top. You might hear. Me coughing up some mucus. I'm recovering from a sinus infection. And while the pain has subsided, I am just chock full of a really hearty mucus, a really umami mucus. It gets caught in the back of my throat and I have a moment of like, that tastes kind of nice. And then I say, that's horrifying. That can't be. 
So something awful. Speaking is of going things that can't me. be, that can't be in the show. <laughs> I'm way more okay with the Honey Nut Cheerios bee jerking <laughs> off into a bowl of cereal than I am with that. Oh, it was. I was. I had to listen. It's a vulnerable. It's an honest show, and I had that moment earlier, and it was like this is a distinct flavor, mm. and it's caught in my throat. Mm, was that pork? I couldn't point to a specific meat, but it was definitely umami. <laughs> Is the word that comes to mind? So, you know, if you if you prepare okra uh, the wrong way, right. it gets kind of slimy and snotty. It could be that. on the inside. I think it, like if you steam it or something, if you fry it, it's all good. It gets nice and it's it's crispy and good. But you can also make it all snotty and gross. And that's why a lot of people think they don't like okra because they haven't had it prepared right. correctly. I live in same with Brussels sprouts. I had some rock and fried okra. This is kind of like if you had fried okra, but the inside was phlegm. That is actually pretty close approximation of what's going on. And Jesus I'm gonna, God. I'm going to stop talking about this. I just had to warn people at the top. <laughs> and let me remind everyone that I have had numerous partners and love interests in my life somehow. And isn't it a miracle <laughs> that that happens given what's going on with me? It's true. Above it all, Dono remains fuckable. It's That's crazy. That's right. Like, <laughs> I was going to go down a hole. We're not going to. I'm done. I'm not going to keep riffing on it. Don't do There's it. a lot of jokes I could make about sexual acts involving the mucus, but we're not okay. going to do that. Oh, okay. right. We're yeah, going to go I mean, back I... to the topic that we started with. <laughs> Brad, we were talking about your show before I We completely... were, and then we got mad derailed. It's on all of the uh, you know, podcasts aggregator apps you can find it uh audrey and donovan have both been on the show i've had a lot of a lot of people who have been on this show have been also on their show it's true the incestuous podcast uh soup yep it's great i gotta say because you were you've described that the topic kind of changed over time like you do address a broad range of topics but i think you're a really fucking good interviewer because Thank you weave, you. you know, things like people's experience with creativity and mental health stuff and religious upbringing and work stuff into, I don't know, a really compelling narrative arc in all of the episodes I've listened to and, and I felt in, in my interview with you. Thanks. And I think that's a really rad skill to have because you won't touch on the same stuff with everybody, but you keep a good, consistent through line, like kind of tailored to the person you're talking to. And I was very impressed by that. I think you got a similarly welcoming, sincere energy that I I hope we're giving off. Uh, and if you listen to us, I would encourage you to go listen to Brad's show. You At least do it. listen to our interviews. But uh, you got a, a, a ton of them on there are really, really excellent. Listen to the Alex Patak one. Listen to the Dave Hill one. They're all Patak, really Dave good. Hill, Maria Guido, fucking all kinds of people that we love been on that show. Go mm-hmm. check them out. Well, thank I, you so much I for that. And, uh, you know, it, it, I... If I can take pride in in, in something that it, it would be that I do kind of I feel like I have established a bit of a a theme or a narrative a through line through like if you listen to enough of the show like the same kind of things start to come up and it, it has a vibe for sure um, you know and it is a um, sometimes mortifyingly earnest vibe which yeah. you know in our kind of irony poisons uh you know know, generation and culture it's like really hard to be uh sincere and speak from the heart and you know just like be one of those guys who talks about feelings and shit because it gets 
you know, like I instantly want to make fun of myself. Um, so it's, it's just really, it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing to do. And I don't know why, (laughs) I don't know why I chose to, to, to make that like my, uh, my theme of the show. Cause it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it would be so much easier if I wanted to make a podcast and just, you know, talk about, Oh, movies, uh, mm-hmm. anything yeah. else. Or like the just mucus caught in your side. Mucus. There's easy talk about, slam dunk talk about bodily fluids. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of podcasts out there that are like, like, like data transfer included where you just, you take a piece of media and you hold it up and you go, isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like what you do for, episode after episode i think that this level of um of like radical vulnerability and actually digging into the inner lives of people is uh, a great lane to be in and uh, you know we're in good company with you in that uh, in that you. regard and Thank without you. being corny yeah that's the key thing you can do it in a way that is fun and it isn't i don't know it's not like, ooh, look at I'm being so vulnerable. Look at me. It's like, no, this is the shit I exist with, and you also probably exist with that same stuff. And it's goofy, but it's also something you should just talk about. I I think that's the fucking tone of our show too. So I don't mean to toot our own horns over here also. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to toot our own horn, but Nice. That's what I'm talking nice. about. There we go. All right, I don't have a soundboard. Out. Mine, mine's pretty lo-fi, actually. I don't, I don't really got a lot of production uh, techniques down. I, I still edit on GarageBand. I have a workflow that I established mm-hmm. on day one, and I have not changed it. It's, it's Same. very, it's, it's very. Like I'm just in a habit, and I'm like, ah, I don't, know. I don't need, to, I don't need to fuck with this. I don't need to upgrade. I don't need a board. It's working. Yeah, I, I do think a toilet flush sound effect could be the secret weapon that you're missing. Yeah. That could okay check this out for new guests and again you were on the bonus you know you're not totally new but new guests on the on the main feed we have i've been calling it a one-two punch for so long and i've been refining it recently but we have a short interview that we give to new guests now it's kind of a three punch combo okay jab cross hook i gotcha okay but instead of that it's like a flick your nose and then it's a jab and a cross okay because the first question i have is just like establishing question what what is your relationship to relationships what like what's your relationship status so i'm in a long-term relationship um with my lovely uh girlfriend partner i don't know the terminologies i i feel weird as a guy who's almost 40 talking about my girlfriend for all intents and purposes, I think we're married. Like, we basically, I just need to, as soon as I can afford a fucking ring and all of that stuff, I will, we'll, we'll, we'll get that taken care of. Yeah. But, you know, we have a dog together. We've lived in two different apartments. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, we've got a whole life, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty locked in at, at this point. And it's, it's very nice. Uh, she's, a, she's a great cook. Um, she's a good dog mom. And, uh, you know, it's just, we have a nice life together. Fucking okay. good, good functioning monogamous relationship. Good functioning, yeah, pretty, pretty normal hetero monogamous relationship. So, like, in, in uh, terms of relationships, I guess I'm closer to the more like trad square end of things in general. But you know. And we will be giving you a swirly for that, but that's yes. I was going to say I, I have this. I have an urge to t pose in front of you. 
No, right on. I, I, I kind of... Yeah. This is something we've indirectly asked, but I'm, I'm trying to make this the more consistent thing. But I think it helps to know where somebody's coming from for advice and for the questions to follow mm-hmm. here. Okay, so my first, and this is still kind of an experimental question, but my first proper punch of the, of the interview questions. Uh, have you noticed anything recently in your relationship? I guess not dating life for you, mm-hmm. but has there been anything in like the past couple of years, if you've been together for a long time, that you've been like, huh, that's something I figured out about myself or about my attachment style or the way that I relate to a romantic interest? Mm-hmm. You got anything like this? And I'm also going to clap pause if you need a second to think, because normally I warn people ahead of time and I forgot to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let me think about that for a second. Take your time, honey. Yeah, everybody I've asked this need in the minute, I'm like, yeah, that takes some examining of your recent life, and I can't just hit people with that. But I think that's uh, a good question. I also kind of amenities or anything that you've learned. Yeah. I'm still working at the phrasing of this thing. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, so far as things that I've learned or that I've, I've kind of learned about myself or learned about relationships, um... A big one is patience and and having it go both ways. Um, she's very patient with me. I uh, tend to be kind of a, a sometimes kind of a grouchy guy. I I I get I don't know just just moody and resentful. Sometimes want to be left alone. Yes. Sometimes get annoyed with people. And I used to take this as a sign that like this was like a red flag. It was like a, oh no, I don't like this person anymore. I've gotten the ick. Um, but what I've really learned in long term relationships is that the people you love are the ones who sometimes uh, you know if you if you are around someone all the time, they're they're gonna get on your nerves sometimes and that's okay it doesn't mean that like you're bad for each other that just means that you're both people and i know that i get on her nerves sometimes too i'm fucking mad annoying so like (laughs) i i understand like you know like the 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 patience level um you know, just really to, 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 to build something and not just let petty things about, you know, knowing somebody really long and deep and kind of seeing the same patterns over and over or living together kind of stuff that's very like, you know, just, just practical, like housemates shit that, that, yeah. that gets on, on, on your nerves. And like, that's just an inevitable part of life. Cause like, I think back, like living with my family growing up, like, yeah, of course my parents annoyed me. Of course my sister annoyed me. doesn't mean I don't love them. It means that we live together and we're people, you know? Yeah. And like, so once upon a time, like I would get into relationships and I would think like, oh no, this person bothers me. And that means that this isn't, you know, this isn't going to work out. This isn't good. Like it's, it, 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 I think I watched too much fucking Seinfeld or something. It was like, oh, they're doing an annoying thing. So like they're, they're they gotta go, you know? And uh, just sitting with that a little longer and just being like, eh, literally everybody I've met at some point gets on my nerves. And yes, 
I don't think you really know somebody until you've had conflict with them. Right. I don't think you really are intimate with somebody until you have gone through conflict and resolved conflict with them. And that is just as much, that is just as important of a part of a relationship as the harmony part. I might even say like, that might even yeah that might even be more important how you yeah, solve differences say, how somewhat you, controversially how you yeah. how you respond not react respond mm. to each other in conflict is very important yeah huge that's the you know it's easy to be in love with somebody and have a great time together and just be feeling good feelings all the time it's difficult to navigate when there's interpersonal conflict. It's different. Yeah. And, and like the, the thing is, you know, there's this term limerence, you know, that, uh, it's, it's like the beginning phase. It's like the honeymoon phase yeah, of okay, love I've heard this. that, you know, where we you're call it all NRE in the poly you're community. All, yeah. You're all starry eyed and everything's all magical. And it's all like the fucking, you know, before sunrise or whatever. Uh, but that doesn't, that's not real and that doesn't go on forever. And that is not really what intimacy is. Intimacy is, is, is getting to fully know somebody, you know, good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah. And, uh, and getting to know them as a complex figure and not just a object of infatuation and desire and, and, and you know intrigue and, and and new shiny interest like you've known this person for years now what and i have yeah. fumbled that part of the relationship experience a number of times oh me too yeah. hitting totally. that first section of interpersonal stuff and being like oh yeah i'm like really sensitive in some ways that's great in other ways that is gotta be really obnoxious to deal with <laughs> as a romantic partner and i need to figure out how to better communicate that to people and, and navigate that stuff but i appreciate i think patience is kind of the boil it down to what it takes to work through that stuff is accepting like yeah this is going to happen sometimes and not letting that color your view of a person or like taint the relationship in yeah some way. well and likewise uh understanding that they can feel that way about you too you know oh, yeah. like not being caught like worrying less if everybody's like mad at you and like oh am i being annoying am i being bothersome and stuff like that because like think about like all of the people who you like the most in the world and you will probably be able to excavate a time when they were doing something that was bothering you Oh yeah, you know, and, and and like, did you? Donovan and I say that look at you like, yeah. Did you? <laughs> when that happened, did you slam on the brakes and, no. and things over? Like, no. So, like, why would you expect somebody to do that with you? Like, if if you've bothered somebody, if you've wronged somebody, if you've upset somebody, then you can fix that. They're more willing to give you the benefit of the doubt than you might think. Mm -hmm. And they're very unlikely to just write you off and think that you're a piece of shit. And if they do over like something kind of small, 
like that the, the, that's kind of a them no problem good. probably that's that's yeah, probably they were kind like of a shitter to begin with that's something they're going through and they need to like work on their people skills so but you can work through it better as you know the person who's causing the problem in the moment by not catastrophizing and being like well they hate me and so yeah. we gotta burn it all down what's that <laughs> now you said not catastrophizing i think <laughs> it's difficult but I don't know I'm if that's familiar with that concept. I don't know if that's something we've highlighted too much on here, but that's a really good answer. I think that's a that's huge, extremely applicable insight to like really just every relationship that you're in. We love this. Are you ready for the okay? The nose flick and the jab. Are you ready for the cross? Give me that cross. Check this out. Tell us an embarrassing dating or relationship story. Okay, so. I've been I've been thinking about this one a lot and and like honestly I I keep drawing a blank on on all of that stuff cuz like when people talk about how uh dreadful and mortifying dating and the apps and all of that shit is um I guess I just didn't really have that experience largely. And I think maybe that's just like, I'm a straight dude, you know? And like, so being on the apps in New York city meant that I was only meeting like straight or bi girls who by and large, pretty fucking cool. Like they're all yeah. like, even if there wasn't yeah. any chemistry, they were totally cool. Like I, I never met anybody who was just like, Oh, this is terrible. Um, and I don't like this person or what, like it was never, it was never that it never, nobody ever like really like came off like a complete asshole. Like there was, there was definitely times when it was just like, oh, I don't feel any chemistry. Oh, this person, this is like some, like we are on a completely different wavelength. They don't see the world the way I do, or they have a, you know, they have a different outlook or they have a different life experience that I think is maybe insurmountable like you know they they grew up rich and they don't have any idea sure. what it's like to you know uh mop a floor or whatever you know like stuff like that they where i'm just like okay so we're not gonna guy. yeah they used to date the honeycomb they were the i did meet the honeycomb guy but it, we never actually <laughs> never we never actually up. met up it was just it was just a lot of back and forth on the apps and he just kept asking me about me want honeycomb me want honeycomb me want honeycomb and i was like we get it we get it and i was like i guess we can i guess we can go do like i'll we'll meet at a bodega a get you some store. cereal we i don't know jump in a giant bowl of cereal together but he, he just he was very single-minded anyway <laughs> have so you like, ever like have you ever just carked it is there ever a time that you just fucking whiffed oh yeah so i mean there are plenty of pretty epic bag fumbles but they're not Really, like, I, I don't know if I can weave, like, an amusing story out of them. It's just, like, realizing later that, like, fuck me. Like, this was, I, she was totally flirting with me. She was totally, like, I just was not picking up on it or I couldn't believe it. I didn't have the self-esteem yeah. at the yeah. time. Like, that was a big one where it's yeah. just, like, there is no way in hell that this hot girl from class is actually trying to like she was like hey we should hang out sometime out, outside of school and i was just like yeah all right and, yeah, and right. like and just didn't <laughs> just didn't take them up on that or like if i did i just like kind of went into it just like 
okay, like what do they want? Do they want help with something, yeah. or what do they like? What, what what's what do they? When's need the for? MLM pitch coming? Yeah, what's happening here? And and so like I just never went into it with that energy, and then realized you know a long time later like ah fuck man like you know <laughs> but um I will say one time uh the one like real weird date that I I went on was met up with this girl met her on some app and um she showed up like we were like meeting for drinks like some like outdoor bar or something right and she showed up and she looked like really and i don't necessarily put like a whole lot of stock into like appearances but she looked like disheveled she looked like she had Mm. just like been like running from somebody or like trying to like like she just just like kind of sweaty and hair out of place and like kind of sunburned a little bit like bernie sanders maybe yeah it was just like (laughs) what what happened to you like like she looked like she was like at the end of like a a a, like the movie after hours or something where she was like (laughs) been up all night trying to get home and like things kept going wrong and she was like oh i gotta still meet this fucking guy and so like we sat down and started talking and, and, you know, things were like normal for a minute. And then I asked her, and then I was just asking her just stock dating questions. You know, it's just like, Got I just silly. asked her, Hey, so where are you from originally? You, you, you're from the city you, you, or where'd you grow up? Yeah. And she just like blanched and she goes, that's a really personal question. And Jesus. I don't feel comfortable answering that. We're on a date. What? And I was just like, I'm sorry. I uh, don't mean to pry. I did not know that you're in like the witness protection program yeah, or something. What? You're trying to maybe assume a new, a new identity. That's why you're like running around like this. That's like, oh, I don't know what your plan is. So then after that, it it was just cagey. Little, it was like it was a little awkward after that i mean we managed to kind of like get our way out of the conversation and i was just like okay I'm gonna, uh, see you later and and that was that was pretty much it never um anyway that, that's my girlfriend and uh, so we're uh <laughs> we're getting married i still don't know where she's from and uh yeah things are going great it's wild because i don't know like i can see a scenario in which particularly like women i don't know non straight cis guys i can see having like a bad experience where you told somebody where you were from and they like stole your identity that's not even the right i'm trying to think of like what would cause that because i want to understand you say you're from pittsburgh and then your date just like screams go birds in your face maybe yeah, yeah, like I got, where where does that come from? Is where what, could is that? I I you know I've been living as a woman for about four years and I got nothing for you. I, don't I was know really why. just I was sitting on the G train the whole way back, just like really wondering, like was that a normal question? Was that yes, just like is, was that absolutely. a weird? That was certainly was that a normal question. <laughs> that was that was a totally normal question, right? That wasn't a weird thing to ask. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the only scenario where that I've ever like. I don't know. I think we know if this is a concept, but like a, a non-white person. Being sure. Like, but I don't. I'm so first of all, she was, she was white. That's what you were doing. And, wrong. you know, I, I know enough to like, if I'm 
talking to a non-white person in a dating context or not to not ask them like, so where are you really from? Or like, what are you? Like, that's not a, that's not a thing that I would ever say. So like, you know, it, it, it definitely wasn't that. That's all. It's the only angle I have on that. That's so fucking bizarre. She was maybe an assassin or something. (laughs) I think she was an assassin. She has some kind of like, just some sort of secret life. She was running. She had to like a gambling debt. She something was in the mob. Is, something she's John Wick and somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Wick and he uh, casts spells. He's real into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. If listeners, if you have any, if anybody can give a potential explanation for this, I'm like fascinated now because I've never. <laughs> I, I I would feel so fucking weird in that situation because you can't push it. But you no. also can't be like, oh, sorry for asking, because this is the most normal get to know somebody question of all time. My only hypothesis is that maybe she was fucking with me and like it's a really personal question. She was oh. she was just a very like uh like a real dry sense yeah, of humor. Yeah, just it was a very dry sense of humor thing, but yeah. like I didn't read it as a joke. Like I it didn't seem like she was she was yeah, being like cute, right? It I would have laughed like, right at somebody's face if that happened to me. Yeah. So where are you it, from originally? That's a really personal question. We're on a maybe date. Maybe she's not from yeah. Earth. Maybe yeah, from where are you from world. originally? Kuiper Belt. And it's like, whoa! Yeah, listen, we can't she get into this yeah, on the first couldn't, date. Yeah, couldn't tell me. Okay, that's understandable. <laughs> from well, the Kuiper Belt. Shout, from the Kuiper Belt. Shouts out to the, to the alien. Uh, she was so... Because, like, Earth's yellow sun was really just not good for her skin. And <laughs> Shouts out to the alien Brad went on a date with. We wish her the best. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're okay. Yeah, you're, uh, you know... Hope you're okay. Hope you got hope back. Whoever, hope whoever was chasing you, it like, uh, you know, ended their. I pursuit. hope Martian Manhunter gave up the chase. Ew, <laughs> what was chasing you? Fucking, I gotta get out of here. There's a dang goo yeah, monster down the, the, the street. Fucking like the it follows monster was ah. after or something. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing excellent answers across the board. I just dropped one of my filling objects, oh. and that's the perfect cue to say, "What if we answered some listener questions? Are we ready for that?" I'd love that. But first, a word from our sponsor. Radio Free Tote Bag. Some send questions and some just listen to the show. Radio Free Tote Bag. You can send in questions here, you know. Oh, hey there, listener. I didn't see you there. It's me, Dono Zonde. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I'm not singing and making viral video clips on YouTube in 2008 or whatever that was, I like to listen to the Radio Free Tote Bag podcast. Radio Free Tote Bag. But there's not enough episodes every week for uh, somebody like me. I got to do a lot of editing. I need something to listen to that isn't the video that I'm editing. Because <laughs> I could do that for some reason because I'm just really powerful. Uh, so check this out. I, you can get a bonus episode of Radio Free Tote Bag every week at patreon.com slash RFTB. There's more than 150 episodes in the backlog. That's a whole chocolate rain of bonuses that you could unleash upon you all at once. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Some stay dry and others join the Discord. 
Slither of TV. It's a question box. As soon as they started that one, I was like, I don't have enough to riff on here. For <laughs> oh, you did great. You did great. Question box. Check it out. It's the question box. It's the segment of the show <clears throat> where you, the listener, can send your questions into us. And we do our best to answer them. How do you do that? It's so simple. Head on over. How? Head on. Well, it's easy, Audrey. Head on over to our social media at RFTB Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, at RFTB and the other stuff on Blue Sky or our website RFTB.me. You don't have to make an account. It's anonymous. You just click that send my question in link, and then there's a text box, and then you type your question in, and then we. Answer your question. Audrey, what are we going to answer first? Fuck the syllables up. Fuck. Well, here's some whiplash. Content warning for sexual assault. Advance to 49 minutes, 15 seconds to avoid it. <laughs> Hello, Audrey, Donovan, and hey. whatever being, in the parenthesis S, whatever beings, may or may not be joining you on this ride. Just one being. Oh, wow. Content warning Earth. for mention of rape. <sighs> Ooh, but wow, I don't think wow, that's what happened. Okay, coming in hot. Coming right. in hot on this particular episode. <laughs> content warning. Week. We're going to put a content warning in there at the beginning of that. Uh, this is maybe a weird question to follow up on a Reddit question from the Patreon. Whisper voice, Patreon. Patreon. Oh, somebody likes that. Somebody likes that bit I used to do. Yeah. But the question about having sex when you're not really into it was relevant to a recent experience I had. My BF gets very morning horny, and I don't really anymore thanks to HRT. Recently, we had a morning where he wanted to have sex, but I didn't really want to disappoint him, so we had sex. The whole time, I was thinking about stuff I wanted to do after we had sex. I kind of zoned out. I also idly wondered if this counted as rape. I don't think it did, but that sure isn't a good sign. The worst part is, I don't know how to talk to him about it. If I bring it up, he'll definitely go into self-flagellation mode, but not talking about it ever seems like the wrong move, too. Do you have any tips? For the record, I'm definitely going to talk about this with my therapist. Maybe next time we see each other. And so at the top, I am not going to do the chocolate rain bit for this question. Nope. Not even once. <laughs> not appropriate. For context, for people who are not behind the paywall. Yeah, we had a Reddit question that was pretty Basically much this. along the exact same lines where there was uh, somebody dating somebody, their partner initiated sex. They weren't feeling it, but they kind of same deal, didn't want to disappoint them and were like, all right, and just felt like they were going through the motions, and they told their partner, and their partner got really yeah. upset and was like, "Ah, that's I raped you," and they're like, "Well, no, like I consented to doing it," but their partner kind of spun off, and I think it's going to be a similar discussion here, um, because you know you you consented to doing this, right? You didn't want to disappoint him. That's not a great reason to, you know, feel like you, you, you need to have sex, but it doesn't seem like you're thinking of it in that way. And you are more wanting to address that without, you know, your partner going into like beat themselves up mode and then nothing gets accomplished here. And so yeah. I think you just got to be like, Hey, sometimes and if you've, you know, maybe you got a traumatic history associated with this or something else, 
but along the lines of like sometimes you know if you ask me you want to have sex i have this internalized like i don't want to disappoint you thing but i'm not super feeling it how do we navigate that i think the answer is like enthusiastic consent sure and setting some kind of like here's how you know that i'm really feeling this or we agree that you're going to understand if i'm like hey i'm I'm not feeling this right now and you can reassure me that that's not going to disappoint you what do y'all think yeah uh so I would say first, there's a huge difference between like boring, bad sex that you're not really into and you're kind of, you can't really get into and you're not in your headspace and, and you don't feel great about it after yeah. and rape. That Those are two very different things. And I, and I hope the, the, the listener, uh, you know, like it seems like they do. It seems like they understand that and they, they don't want to classify it as, as that kind of thing. And I think um, coercion being the difference coercion and consent. And the fact that like, it seems like consent was given and at no point withdrawn. Right. Um, and was just, and, and was never communicated, you know, and was never really like, so like, yeah, that, I mean, that sucks. But like, I mean, we've all had, encounters where like we weren't super feeling it like i know i have where i was just like kind of like hey my my heart's not in this what am i doing here you know i'm just like i'm just distracted and this isn't uh, i don't care about this you know and like that's fine like i mean it's not great you don't want to keep doing that right but you know i would be very careful to try and not frame it in such a, a a way that uh would make your partner feel as though they had coerced you or anything sure. like that um when it doesn't sound like they did um i would avoid the the rape word yeah in the discussion about it i would say something along the lines of hey um so the other morning you asked me if i wanted to have sex and i didn't necessarily want to that much but i went ahead and said yes because i knew you wanted to in the future in that situation how do you how would you prefer that to go if i'm not super into it would you rather i just say sure and we just go through the motions or would you prefer if i let you know where i'm at and i think his answer will have to be oh no like if you don't want to do it i don't want you to do it yeah. yeah. And then you have that permission and reassurance. You have that that uh sort of him giving you that out. Yes. Like I don't want you to do that. I will also tell you that like, you know, having been on the other side of uh, you know, being with a partner who clearly like this just isn't really it. Like I'm just not doing it for her. It's I'm not just great. Not, I am <laughs> I am striking out here. Feels bad, but feels even worse if the thought enters your mind that like Oh, did they not want me to be doing that? Yeah. Then that's a whole fucking disaster. That's that's beyond like, oh, that was like, well, I'm a chump. Well, I I I, I whiffed that yeah, one. You know, that. like oh, that 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 sucks. Like, oh, that's embarrassing. She's gonna tell her all her friends I got a bad dick. You know, like <laughs> that that sucks and is embarrassing. But like, it's not um, you know a very bad thing you know like but it doesn't change how you feel about yourself really yeah if you start if you start framing it like in your head as just like 
oh boy, they were awful quiet and seemed sort of withdrawn. And then you start to like examine and spiral about that. Then like, that's usually not a he good headspace to get into. And, you know, and if you are in that headspace on the other side of that, then that is probably, if you're still, you know, talking to the person, if it wasn't just like a random hookup and then they're just like long gone, maybe talk to them about it. Maybe be like, hey, y'all right? Like, is everything cool? But, you know, the... It, yeah, that that is not unless that is something unless there was a coercion or a violation that's not something that you should make the other person feel like they But there's also I think we talked about this on the bonus. There's also nothing wrong with you know, you wake up your partner wants to have sex, you're not feeling it and you're like, "Oh, fuck it. I want to make them feel good. I'm not really yeah. into this." That, that's one thing. The the thing that's a problem is they do that. You really don't want to, and they're not coercing you, but inside you're like, I have to, I have to do this. I'm that's obligated to do that's, this. Yeah. That's where an issue would be. And I think that can come from traumatic shit, even non-sexual mm -hmm. traumatic shit. And I think the key with that kind of thing, it, good you're talking to your therapist because part of that is working through that on your own knowing mm -hmm. that it's okay to speak up and say, I'm not feeling this. I don't want to do this right now. And that it's not some grand disappointment to them or something. Um, and so one component is working through that ability to be able to speak up in those situations and know that it's okay to do that. The other element is talking through that with your partner, which, you know, as we're kind of discussing this and trying to weave stuff together here, because you know, it does touch up against awful stuff uh, to talk about that in the way of like, this is something I'm trying to work through. I don't think you did anything wrong, but I can have trouble saying I I'm not really feeling something. Mm -hmm. Can you check in more than one? Look out for these signs, like just whatever you would need to feel more capable of saying, I'm, I don't want to do this right now find what that is and articulate to, that to them. And I think a supportive partner is going to be understanding about that and will, you know, take more time to really check in if, if that's a concern. Cause again, like I've done this and I've had partners who have done this where one of you is horny and the other one's not. And you're like, fuck it. Just doing this for my partner. And I think some yeah. people are like, yeah, okay. That happens sometimes. But if you're not, saying anything in this moment that might be what they're thinking and maybe you know you weren't even super clear about where you uh, how you felt about it in the moment until after what i'm getting at is just really work through that in, in in therapy and get to that place where if you're gonna do it but you're not into it you're intentionally doing that because you're like i want to make my partner feel good whatever i don't hate this versus i feel like i have to do this because they they right. want to I had some fucking experience as a teenager with somebody like pressuring me and I did not want to do the thing. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll do it. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, God, like. It's a really empty. Why couldn't I fucking, fucking say? Yeah. yeah, it's it's an awful. And I mean, in that case, it was a little coercive. It got weird and pushy and it was really drunk and shit. Um, but I'll just say, like, especially if you've had that kind of thing in the past. It can make you freeze up. It can make this stuff really difficult to open up about. So good on you for recognizing this and knowing it's something you got to do something about. 
Um, but yeah, the, you know, this isn't like a, a crazy thing to bring up. I think this happens to a lot of people. Work through it in therapy. Talk to your therapist about how to address your partner. They could probably, you know, give you more specific techniques on here's how you can frame or have that conversation. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you like wrote in with this and, and it seems like you're on the right path, uh, you know, so far as addressing this and, and, and your uh, caution with bringing that kind of thing up uh, is, is good. Like it's good that you're, you're treading lightly and that you understand that this is, you know, a hard thing to talk about. For sure. So thank you for your question. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let us know how it goes if you feel like following up because we saw in the Reddit question, we've seen it in this one. I think we can all speak to having something similar yeah. happen. I think this is the kind of advice that uh, that a lot of people could use and maybe don't even realize that they that they could. So thank you for writing in. Let's do a backflip. That's not the right thing because then you'd be facing the same direction. Let's do a 180 spin into a different topic. Hello, rafts crew. Did RFTB autocorrect to rafts? Is that, <laughs> is that like a fun new listener name for us? We're like, a, we're all in the raft. Let's smack the paddles above our heads and then hit the water and say something. I don't know. I was on a raft once. I am an M3280. <laughs> it's true. I was on a raft once. Me too. I've been on a raft. Maybe twice. Oh, you think you fucking missed? on a raft over here <laughs> i've been raft on a raft <laughs> i am an m32 adhd and cannot make and keep new friends i feel like i push them away early on a lot i've also recently i've also recently my monthly game group i organized making last minute excuses to not show up several months in a row and so I took the hint. the hint. Wow. I've also. So yeah, I'm thinking so probably or... had. I've also had my monthly game group. I organized making last minute excuses to not show up. Uh, several okay, months okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Something like that. So people in this gaming group are starting to be like, eh, yeah, I got something going on. People are kind of dropping out. Um, any advice for managing the rejection sensitivity and general aversion towards relationships? I seem to have. Hmm. Well, you came to the right place. It's a yeah. show about relationships. And ADHD, um, largely. And ADHD. Oh, and uh, also, this is universal. It's really fucking hard to make friends when you're in your 30s. Yeah, <laughs> it's because everyone's so fucking busy. Once you're grown up and like not in, in college anymore, like that's it. Like people peel off and get jobs and start families. And it all it's, takes it's a all lot. Over. It really cuts into your sitting around time. It really does. And so like, that's difficult. And, and so like making new friends always feels really weird. Like it's always really like awkward and kind of embarrassing to like ask another adult to like hang out, you know, that's very yeah. vulnerable. Oh, it's very, it's very, it, it just feels strange. You yeah. know, it just feels it just feels inappropriate for some reason. Do you want to um, spend time with me? Yeah, it's it's very weird. And so, like, I feel for you, you know, uh, uh, on that front. Um, 
So far as like the game group, um, I don't know. Like I wouldn't necessarily take that as like a sign that you're, you know, just a social pariah. Maybe that group just kind of dried up. Maybe the game kind of sucked. Maybe, you know, it just, it didn't, it just wasn't vibing, wasn't clicking. Doesn't mean you're, you know, doomed to uh, live, live like up in a a clock tower or something. It might have nothing to do with you. It's hard to get 10 people in the same place at the same time every weekend. It's hard to get four people in the same place. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's hard. It's hard to get this show record. We're recording this show late this week because people couldn't get it together to get to the thing. Because they had shit come up, and people have shit come up all the time. And it's so not, it's not a personal thing. Could have nothing to do with you. I'm going to take this question a different direction. I think I'm going to catch some heat for it. How Don't. much do you really want this? Do you know what I mean? It sounds like maybe you want to have this social contact, but it's also okay if you want to be a fucking hermit loner. Like that's a way of living <laughs> that you can have if you want it. Sounds like maybe you don't want that. So in that case, it takes getting out and meeting people and doing things outside of your home that meet you meet people at the thing. Whatever it is, it has to, it has to fulfill two criteria. It has to be outside of your home, and there have to be other people doing it, and then you will meet people. Yeah, that is um, I, that is a good that is a good pickup because the sends I feel like I push them away early on a lot that's i mean so how are you doing that yeah how are you pushing them away are you doing that intentionally are you are they not understanding your your dry sense of humor when you when you tell them it's a personal question and and they and they act weird and and walk away all ashamed like what what's happening you know like do do, do you stink do you need a do you need a shower? Stink. Like what? Is, like you know, do you got something in your teeth? Like what? What is it? You know, like so, so that I had spinach in my like teeth for fifteen years one time. That sucked. Fifteen years? What? I'm kidding. I didn't actually <laughs> have Jesus it, Christ! I've had metaphorical <laughs> spinach in my teeth for a very long time. You just kind of mm-hmm. learn to eat around it. Metaphorical spinach. <laughs> God, it's stuck right between your front teeth. Uh, I like where we were going. Because this is, there's a good chance this shit just isn't personal, but it yeah. is worth interrogating. Are you doing anything weird? Are you getting too clingy? Are you like, and understandably, like people want to have relationships and stuff. The stuff keep fizzling out and you're like, I have to keep these people around. And you're hitting people up too often. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. do something on a Friday. Okay, what about Saturday? What about Sunday? What about Monday? Like, are you being too? Are you being we are you being too, yeah, you being too like are, is the little honeycomb monster coming out? Yeah, is it being a little too eager? You gotta you know? have a torso. You can't be a head with limbs. <laughs> People don't like that. <laughs> People room. don't like it when you don't have a torso. They get yeah. mad. But so in the stuff you were saying too, Brad, like personal hygiene stuff. You know, or is there is there anything you could point to and be like, this is the thing that's pushing people away? Or is this more just on the side of, damn, people keep not being able to make the game group. I bet it's because they hate me. And it's possible, and maybe it's a combination of the things. But those are like your bases to kind of cover. Here's my big advice. Because y'all are talking about, and I, I don't mean to like say this to discount this for people, 
it, you know, it is harder to meet friends as an adult just because people are busy. I, I don't have the like, oh, it's going to be weird to say this. If I like somebody, I'm like, well, I'm sick. Hey, do you want to go hang out with me? I, you're cool, too. You want to go hang out with me sometime? Okay. What's it like being attractive and <laughs> Just, charismatic? What's that like? I have not, I haven't always felt a lot of self-confidence, but I think because I've moved around so much growing up, like I just kind of good at, if I, if I vibe with somebody, I don't know. I always just felt comfortable being like, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to go do this thing? The key is like to not get in your head if they say no and be like, oh, they hate me. Right. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. I think this That's, is why I'm good at doing the guest booking for the show. And I've had I'm people, very bad at it. I've also, had like, people message me and be like, what's your strategy? I just cold call people and I yeah. don't hear back 75% of the time. And I say it probably got buried in their messages. They probably that's how they, never that's saw how they got me. They just they just shot me a DM on Instagram, you know, like and, and like honestly, like with the question of like, do people hate me? I don't know. Just here's a strategy. Just go into it. Just fully yeah. dark sided. Just be like, OK, maybe they do. It's possible. Maybe they all fucking hate you. They all hate your guts. It's not the end of the world. Not everybody hates you, but some people aren't going to like you. And that's fine. And you can some be a little hurt like if you if that. That's totally where you fine. are. Yeah. You can do that. That's, you I'm can, giving you that option as somebody, somewhat as an occasional loner hermit. Yeah. You can have that. If somebody doesn't like you, if you have a bad experience with people, if you get thrown out of like a friend group, it does not necessarily mean yeah. that you are just a repugnant, awful person. You're not dead. They just didn't like you. And like, just, some people don't like you. Whatever. Right. You're not for everybody. And you're Whatever. not for nobody is for everyone. Yeah. There are people who don't like Donnie and Marie Osmond, and they're for everybody. <laughs> I don't. Who are they? They are wow. Mormon singers that are just—they're <laughs> just the most wholesome. Most they're so wholesome, that. and they're very people. mass market. Donnie and Marie Osmond were a big thing big in the nineties. Teeth, big chiclet teeth. Yeah. Uh, they look like the fucking honeycomb monster. These yeah. people with their no big torso. Teeth. No torso. No torso now I'm just imagining them with no oh. torso, and it's pretty good. It is a really fun character creation technique: is just remove torso, put the limbs on the head, and make the head big. It's it's pretty good. I've I've been thinking about the Heiko monster the whole episode. It doesn't help that the pictures are open on my other screen, and I keep good glancing over, and his blinking had, eyes are staring at me. I had the honey be jerking off in the cereal for a little while. That's beautiful. Uh, but okay, but okay. RSD is just gonna suck. It's just mm -hmm. a shitty thing to feel. You're just gonna, you're, you are going to experience rejection more forcefully and more painfully than other people. What matters next is how, what, like, what you do with that. If you channel those feelings into maybe pursuing relationships with people other than the people who rejected you. Maybe you channel those feelings into art or something creative or even just, there's a giant, Oh, it's a ladybug. Okay. That's not, I was going to say there's a giant fucking bug in my room and I'm really scared right now. Turns I was like, what's, where's this option going that there's a giant. Or you can have a giant bug in your room. You could write a manifesto. That's an option. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> you could turn into a bug. You yeah, get a metamorphosis about it. Yeah. Hey, don't get an apple stuck in your back. Am I right? I feel like Kafka Folks? probably had trouble socializing too. I sort of I get that vibe from him. Have to imagine. You yeah. could go 
talk to the commander at the penal colony if we're still on Kafka. <laughs> I only know metamorphosis. Damn, I don't know Donnie Marie Osmond or any Kafka beyond metamorphosis. I'm a hopefully future idiot. guests of the show. Um, Cole Ross did a reading of the penal colony by Kafka for Ooh. Halloween this year, and it was Rock really cool. On. Listen, I hope I hope that this gave you some direction to go, but I think the main thing here is just let go of the. And and I know it's not as easy as well. I'll just turn that off. But practice letting go when the rejection, everybody hates me feelings are really starting yeah. to spiral up. We just, like you. Yeah, I think you listen to the show. I always say this. You're cool. If you listen to the show, you're cool. Unless, uh, I guess John McAfee was still pretty cool. John McAfee, as far as libertarian murderers go, <laughs> was a very cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had his problems. He had his issues, but everybody's got shit going on. Yeah, everybody's got. His a just happens to have happened like. in Belize. Everybody's got a neighbor there, really. Everyone's got like. a dead neighbor. I tell you, if somebody murdered, if somebody fucking poisoned my dogs, I might have to murder them. Was that I don't the, have any dogs? Was Fair. that what happened? Was yeah, the that's the story. Poisoned? Is that his neighbors poisoned his dogs, so he went and fucking killed them? Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's yeah, that's. Uh, if somebody poison picky. I'm going to jail. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, that's I, that's totally understandable. They put one of ours in the morgue. I put three of yours in the morgue. Uh, R.I.P. John McAfee, who it turns out, no, no not problematic at all. We didn't record a preamble and post takedown on that episode to be like, listen. We disavow everything this man stands for, but listen, we had him. We could get him for the show, so we kind of had to do it. Yeah, oh, yeah, for, you had to do it. Except for the neighbor murder. We no longer disavow that now that new facts have come to light. I knew that. <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to this guy talk, and I'm like, you killed your neighbors because they so poisoned fucking, your dog. That's so wild. That's fucking crazy that we did that episode. All right, how are we doing at time? Do we want to do one more we question? We've got about an hour. Brad. How are you? How are you, Brad? We could do one more. Let's do one more. We're rocking with the energy. Yeah, we're rocking with it. Um, let's see. I just want to read this uh, um, this comment here because I just want to get it out of the box. Daddy always gets a taste. What is that? Somebody wrote that in. <laughs> it's true, is it, though. Is it from, is it from Daddy something? Daddy always gets a taste. Why did you say that? Why did you say <laughs> that, man? Come on. Tell okay, us. here we go. <laughs> Hi, Madri and Ponovin. Nice. I like that. Not sure what to do here, and I'm hoping you can help. Always address the guest. Don't forget the guest. Don't forget the guest. My yeah, 34M wife, 31F, and I have been frequently going over to my parents' house to take care of my mother, 59F, who has been more or less bedridden for the past six months. I've begin, I have been noticing recently that my dad, 60M, has been focused a lot more on my wife than his own. Oh, no. He's making comments about he, she, quote, fills out that dress no. well and is, quote, much cuter than my old girlfriend's. Uh. He also has been finding excuses <laughs> to take his shirt off uh. whenever she's around. Last time we were over, my dad did not once come into my mom's room when we were over. Instead, told my wife stories about how he was so cool back in the God day. Damn it. How do I tell my dad to stop making my wife uncomfortable? I worry about my mom a lot, so I don't think I can go no contact with him either. So here's what I'm thinking you do. You say you're scaring the hose, man. Like, cause he sounds like he's got game, right? He sounds like he's 
he like probably was a bit of a fucking player back in the day and like he feels like he's he's feeling himself and she just happens to be the only woman that comes into his sphere at any point anymore right so he's putting on the game what you got to be like is she don't like that dude like you're fucking it up like if you say you say you wanted to fuck my wife (laughs) you're not gonna do it like that that's not how that's not what she likes just like lay it on him like you're you're freaking her out man like listen this sucks like i hate that you're doing this and you're freaking her out stop freaking out my wife and you're freaking me out this is just it's terrible energy all the way around and you're embarrassing yourself yeah no you gotta tell him to back off like that is i understand that he's probably under a lot of stress his wife's sick uh this is not the way to deal with it no and uh this that's gotta you gotta you gotta draw a line i'm just trying to take an angle that he's gonna understand Mm -hmm. because if you say no no i like the way you're listen i like the way you're you're coming at it audrey you're not it's inappropriate you're not yeah it's inappropriate for you to do that if you come at him like hey listen she doesn't like that i don't like that I don't like that. It's not cool what you're doing. You're yeah. not you're not doing what you think you're because what you think you're doing is you're being James Dean. That's what you think you're doing. Really? You are not being James you Dean. Being you are being potatoes. You're being uh you're really don't have much of a torso right now. You're really scaring. You look like the yeah. fucking honeycomb monster. You look like Your the eyes fucking are starting honeycomb to bulge monster. out, you're Dad. Bulging. <laughs> what bulging. If, what if you just what if you just got your dad laid? Mm. there you go just bring over a piece for your dad tell you you can bring <laughs> over a piece for you that's the episode title bring <laughs> over a piece Fucking for your dad Christ. just distract him <laughs> yeah or, or you just go out the, somewhere with him you be like hey dad did, you want to go tie one on mm-hmm his wife it is does kind of seem like his, his I, i'm not serious but yeah enough, don't do that but <laughs> it does seem like he's stressed and maybe needs to blow off some steam so sure, like yeah. yeah totally go go get blotto with your dad and and like take a cab home and you know just like really you know get zany with it yeah just go paint the town get red a little or brazy. something like because it, it, if he's if he's dealing yeah with like a bedridden spouse and it's really stressful she's really sick like he's got all this stuff going on yeah he probably just needs to just just like go just like even any like anything go see a movie you yeah. just 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 get out of the fucking house for a minute just be like hey listen i'll take care of mom you go do some shit like whatever yeah anything that's not being at home with the sick wife and dealing with the monotony of that yeah. for a little bit i think would help him a lot and being creepy and weird what yeah. like what I'm, I'm curious what your relationship is like with him because you're like i can't go no contact on account of my mom you don't say like well, because i love him he's a lovable yeah. weirdo yeah yeah it doesn't say i don't know if you like him very much <laughs> so yeah. like i don't Which, know i mean if neutral. he's treating your wife like this i kind of get it that seems pretty weird I yeah think, i think we're given the charitable interpretation here and like advice if you want to maintain the relationship of addressing this without just being like you're a piece of shit like get the fuck away which you would be within your rights you would be to within do. your rights to say that uh i i like i would be losing my mind over this this would make me so fucking uncomfortable i would fight a dad over this it's weird and like i have had situations like this kind of come up with yeah 
Me too. Family members being creepy or oh, coming man. on to my girlfriend, kind of, and yep. not cool, not fun, not a like great time. not a, not a good time. And like, luckily, they're not people who I see very often and yeah. don't have to deal with. So yep. like, it's it it wasn't a huge issue. Well, I mean, it was a huge issue, and they like eh, sucked. It must have been really creepy and fucked up for her. But like, yeah. it. it, it it's not a huge issue in that it's not it's not ongoing yeah it's not something that like we have to like go there on thursday and deal with sure. this fucking green guy again you know like the fact that, that this is an ongoing concern that is that does yeah. suck so, so i don't know does your wife have to come out with you to the thing yeah to take care of mom can you can you just do that part which also sucks because i imagine you want the moral support from your partner because yeah, like it's your mom's fucking bedridden that's a yeah. brutal emotional thing to deal with right without having your fucking creepy ass dad doing this corny uncomfortable shit on the side like God, fuck this is so contingent on the relationship with him yeah. if it is so like if it is if you just you fucking hate him I, I do think tell you him just, to fuck himself and be like, quit coming on to my wife, you creepy shitter. And I think you you go alone. Do you have any other family members you could call in for support and supporting your mom? Like, I just don't want you to have to deal with this situation. And it's super cool of you to, you know, be going through all of this stuff to try to support your your mom through this situation. Yeah. Um. So I'm like anybody else you could bring in for uh, for support on this situation generally, just dealing with your mom being uh, you know ill in this way, um, you know, or or to have backup if you just want to insulate your wife from creepy dad shit. Because if you have yeah. any kind of relationship, I think you could do the approach of this is making her and me uncomfortable. I need yeah. you to stop doing this. I am trying to like. Help the everyone, family situation here. Everyone dislikes this when you do this, Dad. You got to knock yeah. it off. But if yeah, you don't have your sick wife doesn't like it, my yeah. wife doesn't like it. I you're don't like it. You're scaring the wives. The you're wives are the wives. all scared. They're here's, all okay, fucked here's, up over this. Here's one more chaotic solution, other than getting your I dad some strange. You got to fuck your dad. You could. Well, you could. <laughs> or you have your <laughs> wife. Come on to your mom in front of your dad <laughs> and be like, how do you like it? That's good. Do you enjoy this? Is this no. good for you? Do you like this? He probably does. He probably would. That's the thing with that part. No. Okay, I get here's my here's my final chaos option. You just draw really strong attention to it when he does it. Like he takes his shirt off in front of your wife and you just be like, put a fucking shirt on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like really yeah. draw, drill down mm-hmm. on it. Your it wife really fills bottle. that dress out. You're being a fucking creep. Get yeah. the squirt gun. Yep. You know, give him a spray bottle. You really fill that bowl of honeycombs out. You torso chaotic freak. fucking Get torso the, freak. You're being a goddamn honeycomb monster. Quit being such a goddamn torso. What, what I was getting at though, like if, so if there, if there's any kind of relationship that you can have the conversation or be like, fuck you, this sucks, and he's actually going to consider what he's doing and change, there's the advice for that option. Yeah, if, if he doesn't have that. On, if he's got none of this, you are within your rights to say, fuck this person, and just, again, that's when I'm like, bring in family back up, or what other options do you have? Like, what support... Does your mom need? Is it more about having company? Can you go over there by yourself? Can Do you, you have a cool like, aunt that can, could go with you instead of just some way to yeah. 
do this without having your wife have to deal with your dad or you having to deal with your dad. Um, and like, I'm also just, you know, what's the illness? Like, is she, is it that you just yeah, spending what's, time what's with prognosis? her? Are there practical yeah. concerns of like making her food and stuff? That's the kind of support she needs. Like I just explore other ways that you can support where you don't both have to go over there and deal with your fucking weird dad. You could also, if he's just a selfish piece of shit, and maybe this won't even fucking help if that's the case, but be like, I am trying, trying to fucking support you and my, my mom who is ill. I'm trying to do the right thing here and you're making it impossible. Every time I come over, it's fucking creepy and I can't keep doing this. If you are preventing her from like getting the support that she deserves. But again, I think that requires him to have a conscious and a conscience conscious. Fuck. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, God damn. Uh, we almost had it. You almost sounded smart for a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. What? Me? You can also text me their address. I'll go fight your dad. Go fight. Yeah. yeah. We'll, so RFTB squad going to roll up on your dad. I hate this Hit him with a sock so full of God. nickels. I hate this so goddamn much. Fuck. Ah. Ah. Yeah, it fucking blows. Give me the address. I'll, I'll mail him some of my umami phlegm. See how, yeah. see how, it fill, fills out the envelope nicely, you piece of shit. There's a whole pint of mucus in there. <laughs> Courtesy of Radio Free Tote Bag. Patreon.com slash RCB. Did we both reach for it at the same time? Yes. We're going to get this dad to support the Patreon. <laughs> and then we'll fix We can fix him. We, we can I fix, could fix him. Estrogen could fix her. Yeah, your dad needs to Your dad needs to transition. <laughs> <laughs> drop the sex drive. Dad, you fill out that wait, no mom. Dad Yeah, maybe he's just what? admiring her. Maybe he's just maybe he's just like, oh, this he doesn't it's know if he to, wants to date her or be her. Yeah, exactly. Know that feeling. Maybe she's you know that maybe shit. she's awakening awakening something, you know? I hope this show rules. Something in there helped you, listener. Give us some follow up on this. I'm sorry. For, I'm sorry how much we riffed on this. The concept of dads is just rocked. really funny, but this is a seriously. It sucks. This it seriously sucks. sucks. My my grandfather did this to my girlfriend when I was like seven. She's like seventeen. Ah. Uh. And he hits he hits her with the you should come out here when there's no one else around and she just kind of goes Jesus she just kind of gives him a look and scurries over to me and goes do you know what your fucking grandfather just said to me I'm like what she tells me and I, I'm like yeah it sounds like him probably shouldn't come out here anymore what do you say uh, God Thanks. damn it fucking old people be he, normal he did that to another girlfriend that I had years later and she told him to go fuck himself which was pretty cool hell yeah. You should come out here when the nose us around. Oh, go fuck yourself. <sighs> well, old white dudes stay being creepy in RFTB. Stay being the greatest show on the planet. And we got to thank Brad for joining us. Thank you, Brad. You're very welcome. Anytime. Where, what do you got to plug? Where can the folks find you? Okay, so like I said, my show is uh, self-worst. You can find it on all the podcast aggregators, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, all, all of that shit. Stitcher? Um, I don't think it's on Stitcher, actually. Oh, wow. Um, Are we on Stitcher? I, 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 
I don't know if anybody actually uses Stitcher anymore. They don't. Uh, or, they bad. don't really, right? Yeah. I they... felt like there was some there was something bad with Stitcher where they were like downloading people's RSS feeds and putting their own ads into. Oh yes, this. I do remember that, and they, I think they, they were, were doing some there. shady shit. And I was just like, I don't want that. Then because they, what they were doing was they were they were taking people's RSS feeds, putting their own ads, and generating ad revenue for themselves and not giving it to the uh... creators. But anyway. So it's not on that, but it's on all the other ones. And uh, you can follow me at Bradical Pearson, Instagram. I'm kind of, I'm not really on Twitter anymore. I'm on Blue Sky though. I'm kind of on threads. It doesn't matter. Uh, follow the show at Self Worst for, you know, updates. And, you know, I'm, I'm mostly just on on Instagram now, just my own personal Instagram. And uh, it's, it's open. It's public. I post a lot of my stories and uh, that's pretty much it. Follow my dog. I got a really cute dog. I am Hell a very yeah. white. I'm a very white person. My dog has an Instagram account. My dog is the center of my uh, life and my world. Um, and that's dot pesh mode. Um, she's she's my moody goth little daughter, Aww. and she's perfect. So follow her too. And uh, that's that's all I've got. Check oh, out our episodes. Um, yeah, check out check out the episodes with really Audrey good. and Donna. Genuinely very good. Very proud of that interview. Toot toot. Toot toot. Big Hal Dottie. Uh, Stitcher is defunct as of Good. June 2023. Nice. Shit. Their studios are still around, but yeah, the whole the whole app thing. They uh, shot themselves in the dick, so fuck you, Noah Shanock, Mike Goffery, and Peter DeVroda, you, you Dutch bastard. Rest in piss. Get out of here. Shinnok, isn't that like one of the guys from Mortal Kombat? Shinnok is one of the dudes from Mortal oh, Kombat. Yes, yeah. he's one of the big, uh, one of the big bads. Did you hear he started a podcast company and they started sliding ads into shows, but they didn't give the ad money to the creators? That, that was, was way worse than him trying to take over Earthrealm. Honestly, that was that was <laughs> that such was, a bad move. I think that's the plot of the new Mortal Kombat. Is he starts a <laughs> podcast network? <laughs> All right, you heard. Uh, Chocolate rain, Don Donos on Don Donos on day. I Don, think it you, was. You heard them telling you about. We got Patreon bonus episodes. Five dollars a month, you get a bonus episode each week. And there's like 150 plus episodes in the backlog. And there's Discord access, and we mail you a sticker. It rocks. Five dollars a month, but for ten dollars a month, we shout your name out at the end of each main show in lights. Audrey, who are we shout out first? We begin as we do with Anemone. Anthony Lindbergh, a pigeon in Chicago. Our beloved day one Barb. Brian Alflord is good, actually. My own cool dad. Quack, quack. Duck Duncan. We're shot. Or a friend Dylan. Oh, you almost did it. I almost did it. We have, have to speed it up. <laughs> My metamorph Gigi. Inflatable dream. K friggin money. Laser McGraw has been auto-balanced to Team Blue. Very funny. Malcriata. MC Proletariat. Mickey Flykick. Pablo Hummus. Rico Suave. Da, 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 da. Riley. <laughs> From episode 105, the Yellow Rose of Toteland, our good friend Ryan, Rich Homie, Click Clack. Spreadable Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Super deformed Synth mage The worst of all possible worlds Tough to tit mouse <laughs> I have to mash up two songs At the same time <laughs> Everyone knows it's Wendy <laughs> I said it lower 
Ren. <laughs> that's, it. that's it for the shout outs uh let's see thank I did you the, for supporting us at the ten dollar so level you truly are the, the wind, wind beneath, beneath our wings. wings yeah uh i did the music soundcloud.com slash rftb pod for the intro theme love fil- horn filters the love theme from rftb and uh some shit i'm working on i'm doing a lot of work with samples lately see if it, you get Something that I haven't determined yet. If you can guess where the sample for this track comes from, write it in the question box. Uh, this has been a great time, and I want to thank you all for joining us. I don't want to get right up on this microphone. I want to go like, I love you. Thanks. Bye.